doing, Tom? This isn't about money. It's revenge. We're more alike than you know. Let me help you embrace who you really are. Well, hello. Andy Circus. As I live and breathe. <laughs> hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me today. I am such an admirer of yours. I hope I haven't been too much of a pest insisting no. on interviewing you. Because <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I'm sorry I've delayed you. I've just been, unfortunately, I had a visual, visual effects meeting for, for another thing. And uh, so I got delayed. So I'm so sorry to catch you. Oh, it, it, no, it's, no worries whatsoever. No worries whatsoever. So anyway, this has been a total thrill interviewing you today. So thank you for joining me to talk about SAS Red Notice. Um, so exactly what does your character do and who does he work for? Sometimes he just kind of, he just like flows between <laughs> groups, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he is, uh, he works for, for he is an SAS um, veteran. I mean, he's been working for the SAS for years and, and graduated into a position where he has become, as he says, the consistency. So he works for the British government, defending their economic and, you know, territorial interests uh, at home and abroad. And, uh, but he has, he works in the kind of the deep state, mur the darky murkness of, of, of deep state. So that, so that it's his job in a way to, employ and be the facilitator for other groups to carry out work on behalf of the British government. So hence in this story, it's about brick gas and clear, you know, clearing a village for pipelines to go through and so on and so forth. So, so he, 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 he sort of goes up and down the food chain and he's, he's a, you know, he works, he works in lots of different areas, but he is, he is kind of has gone through the ranks as a soldier, then joined the SAS, where of course there is no rank, and then and then um, uh, uh, and then has, has worked his way up into a sort of senior position in terms of organising operations. He's kind of a so, fixer. He's a fixer. He goes. He's to... because, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's the guy you call when you want to get the dirty work done. Correct. <laughs> you give the Correct. best speeches in this movie, and uh, also some of the best one-liners, like knitting circle. I mean, you just <laughs> you shine in front of everyone. It's so funny. <laughs> oh well, it's, it was a great character. Mean, you know, it was a it was a lovely character. It's beautifully written, and it and it also reflects some um, some of and Andy McNabb's personal humour. You know, that is that is his. But in a way, Clements George Clements is a sort of version of of of, um, of of Andy McNabb, I think. And uh, you know, we talked about that, and it was just wonderful being able to have him. You know, to 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 reference and to talk, and it, he gave so much of himself to this movie. And uh, in terms of the detail, not just in terms of the operational detail, but in terms of character as well. So it was a, it was a, it was very interesting. I really, you know, he's such an interesting man. And what's intriguing is we know who the traitors are. The audience does, but Clements, we're waiting for him to catch up. But he gives like certain looks, you know, <laughs> of of suspicion. You know, that's just that's just so funny because we're screaming who you should point to. But you're just like right. you do these looks of like you think like because you're no fool in this movie. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, you know, he's obviously he's one of again, it's very much being like being in the moment. This is what, it, what you know, the, the kind of it's all about having optionality and being able to pivot, really, I suppose. So that's so that's 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 him as a character. He's used to having, you know, a certain set of decisions to make. And then having to offer one, and if that looks like it's not going in the right direction, how do you pivot strongly and to make the best out of any situation? And that's that is very much how the SAS operate. 
You and you have that ultimate scene with Ruby Rose where he has a gun in your face. I mean, how did you not laugh? I know you're you're supposed to be like afraid and everything, but that was an intense scene. <laughs> it was an intense scene. It, it was, yeah. I mean, look, she's the thing is she she did a lot of her own physical work in that, and she's pretty she's pretty handy, you know. So so it was it you know it wasn't difficult to make believe. It was she's she was really she was very good at what she did, and uh, but it but it, it's it is kind of there's a there's a comedy in the scene because it's like Clemens turns up expecting to command the situation and then it just gets turned around on his head. So, so yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, an, it was an interesting one. And I was shocked at how ruthless Ruby Rose's character was because in most of these action films with the cliches, you know, the, the villains give long speeches. She's like, either do what I say, give me the cell phone or shoot them. And she does. I mean, she doesn't even let them say anything. Yeah. She just plugs them away. So once you realize that this movie's like on a different diehard level where, you know, it's very, the, the violence is very shocking, you know, but I think that's how real life would be. Well, I, I think that's what was so, which is clever about this movie. It, it is, obviously it is, you know, it's entertainment, it's a popcorn movie, it's it's a thrill ride, all of that goes, you know, it's got romance in it, it's got all of that. But underpinning it, there is, you know, as I say, this this um, attention to detail in terms of the military operational aspect and also the fact that it is a story about what governments do, uh, you know, to get to, to, to protect their own interests. So, and how corrupt many governments are in, in, in doing so. Um, and so it's, so it's, it, it does have that, it's sort of like a crossover between a, a sort of a, the toughness of a Paul Greengrass semi-political movie to, and, and, a, and, a, and diehard, you know, so it's, so it does have that, tonal shift between between the characters the moments the beats and the situation and replicating the channel i mean those sets were amazing they were incredible <laughs> and you know i mean uh, uh, it, really the sort of seamless blend of visual effects world and what was actually built on set is, is remarkable for the for the scale of this movie because it really punches above its weight it's not like a huge 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 budget movie you know it really it, it was quite lean in many respects but it it, it really i think i think that's a, it is a, a real triumph of production design for sure and uh in our final moments i hope you indulge me for a few minutes here to talk about some of my favorite things of yours you know when i was 12 years old i saw the ralph bashke lord of the rings in the theater and wow uh, yeah and i grew up playing you know i'm generation x dungeons and dragons and we spent summers playing middle earth all of those things so, I mean, I was fascinated with rotoscoping that he used in Lord of the Rings, American Pop, you know, all of those. And did come along and do, you know, motion capture, which is another version of that. And your performance of War on the Planet of the Apes, I know I'm coming late to the party, uh, but I think that's the breakthrough for motion capture. Would you agree or? I think it was a significant kind of shift. I mean, the, 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 we were really sort of in pioneering stages with Lord of the Rings with uh, with performance motion capture or performance capture, as we now call it. But um so yeah, I mean, when I when I turned up to first work on Lord of the Rings, it was very much um, the animators were going to copy my performance. They were going to rotoscope my performance, and in the first first film, the Fellowship of the Ring, that's that's what they started to do. And then and then the whole facial capture thing kind of ensued from there. And then we had the next film I worked with Peter Jackson on, which was King Kong. Well, by the end of Lord of the Rings, we were doing some facial capture, but, but, but then, but then um, King Kong was, was really the next big one. And then from that, Weta had then devised a pipeline. And, and as you say, I think the, the Planet of the Apes trilogy really was a massive groundbreaking kind of um, out on sets, on locations, shooting facial capture, 
and and really um, honouring exactly every sort of facial tick of the of the actor's performance. So 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 it was um, yeah yeah no it's gone it's gone through a real journey. Well, thank you for educating me. Performance capture. I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree. You know, it's that's like definitely the name it should be called. And like a little boy, you know, watching you know television growing up when we had three stations here in America, I watched King Kong, and I mean it changed my life as a as eight year old watching it on television. And of course, the famous scene where uh, you know they people were run out of the theater during the insect pit, you know, and 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 he restored that to all its glory. You have one of the best cinema deaths in in <laughs> history. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I, you know what my children, my children are still traumatized by that. My five-year-old at the time, Sonny, was just like he he couldn't believe what had happened. You know, it was it is a good death. I have to admit, it is a good, it's a good death. To, uh, yeah, and you went down. Like, <laughs> you went in a blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and and it was it was funny because you know not only am I sort of with play, playing Kong, sort of consumed by CG, I literally get consumed by. CG. That's what they call irony. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy all the way from London. I appreciate your time and uh, we'll talk again soon. And uh, thank you again. Not at all. Great to speak with you.